Soul Surmise with Steve Stockman, looking at issues of faith and culture. Hello, I am delighted to welcome to the Soul Surmise podcast today, Martin Joseph. Uh, Martin, singer-songwriter, just back from North America, taking a little time out to reacclimatize before hitting um, the stages of uh, the UK, uh, and I think around the 10th of November, and will be with us in Fitzroy on the 24th of November. Um, Martin's wonderful songwriter, many good albums, great albums, the best album I think is 1960, which is the last album he made, and so we're <laughs> going to talk to Martin about uh, uh, just the craft of uh, doing live performance and that uh, 1960 album. Where are you, Martin? You're, you're this, is, this is my my house. Uh, this is my home studio, uh, Steve, where I uh, love you to see you, by the way. And um, uh, this is where I, I made the album, actually, 1960. In fact, I've made quite a few albums in this uh, small space. Um, so that's where I am. I'm, I'm home in one of my favorite places. And is there, uh, you see, we'll go off on one here. This could be a, an interesting podcast, but is, when you're in the studio, is, is, is do you walk in there every morning and feel inspired? Uh, not always, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would have to say, but um, but it's just the sort of place that, you know, it, I, 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 I'll, I'll be here most days, I'll, I'll come in. I've got a, a battery of guitars here. There, there are some scattered around the house as well, but, you know, I'll, I'll just pick one up and, start fiddling away and and um that's you know that's it's i some would call it practice i call it um i'm fortunate to be able to do this you know so yeah. uh, i just sit here and play and and um uh you know i i, I it's I, I think aesthetics for me are really important uh, i like to walk into a space that looks organized and ready to go and um you know i've got a few key books back there on the bookshelves and poetry and and some inspiring books by other artists etc and this is a place where i can come and just switch a bit of the noise off and um and focus and and be creative and um uh, i've just set it up so that everything i need is in here so it's uh yeah this is one of my happy places for sure i've just finished paul brady's um autobiography and and he talks about how when he built the home studio that changed lots of things for him. And um, I suppose for many of you as songwriters, it was something back in the day that probably could never have happened. But over time, you were able to, um, many people, many artists have yeah. that space. And it, it, yeah. it, and it, it, it has, I mean, the slight drawback is that if, if, if you're working in a studio, you go there for a set amount of time and you don't have to worry about plugging everything in and, and you know, or uh, whatever it might yeah, be. Yeah. But I, I do it all myself here. So sometimes having to do that side of things can get in a way of creative flow because you might. So I try to have everything set up so I can just press a button and capture the moment, you know. Yeah. We'll come to the music. Well, we'll come to the music the whole way through, but uh, we'll come to the recorded music later. I want to start with you're just back from uh, touring in North America. And mm. I'm aware of how... Um, uh, the context in which you put on a performance affects what you do on a stage. Um, there's lots of stuff. So uh, how was North America this time? What were the things that were um, live to your decisions on the choices of songs, for instance, of an evening or what happened during an evening? What yeah. was the North American yeah, I mean, first thing I would take notice of is the geography of where I'm at in terms of, of, of how I'm going to approach something. And of course, you know, I'm in America. 
which state am I in in America? That would really shape things too, you know. So, but primarily the, the couture was down the west coast, California, Oregon, uh, Washington, uh, as as it were, and so um, so. Um, Weather was warm. It was nice. People, are, they're a little bit behind us in terms of um, coming out from uh, the pandemic, as it were. So still people quite conservative in, in, in their um, uh, in how they want to be at a concert in terms of wearing a mask and all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas, you know, I've literally probably been on the road for a year now, really. And so so it was not a shock, but it's like, oh, OK, I've got to try and default back to sensitivity to that, as it were. Um, so you're aware of that, but um, I suppose in America, you know, if I sing a song um, like I do Nye, I did Nye every night, which is about Nye Bevan and, and the NHS. And of course, they don't have it. They don't have free health care. So you're immediately coming up a bit of a against the, you know, Obamacare. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and um, there's a lot of sympathetic voices, uh, obviously, because, you know, primarily uh, you, you preach to the crowd, um, as it were. The occasional bard will come up after a show and say, well, hey, man, you're you're a good guitar player and that, but uh, your politics suck, you know, and and, uh, we have a, a, you know, a genteel conversation where uh, I will try to convince him that they can afford it and they say they can't afford it and all the rest of it. And I've already done my spiel about, for me, how it's one of the founding corners of a democracy to to care for the vulnerable and and those who who can't, uh, uh, you know, who don't have, as it were. Um, and, uh, so, so there, there is that sense of, 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 you know, let's be cultural and relevant. I'm not going to back down, but at the same time, there are ways of doing things that will get better results than just going in and saying, bang, as it were, you know, so a sensitivity to all of that stuff, uh, is, is, uh, is, is useful. Uh, so you're going down the, the West coast of America and you have, you, 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 you wonderfully tweeted yesterday that you have about 84 songs that you could yeah. what you was is there 25 in a, a good nights there, there there's all the songs you could choose yes, you, about, what do it's you about eight it's about 19 20 songs i suppose 19 20 at. songs yeah so you're eight. going down that coast now i know that um you're very uh proactive about uh, about preparing for that beforehand and uh, we'll come to what might happen on a, a stage later but i mean how do you even begin to do that is it to do with um how you're feeling that day? Is it to do with how songs go together? Is it to do with I need to sell the new album 1960? <laughs> um, what are the how when you're sitting backstage or yeah. before that even do you do you pick out of 84 songs? Well, I suppose um, an analogy would be the manager of a soccer team. It's like who you're going to put on the pitch tonight to do the job. Uh, and, you know, I'm fortunate um, that I've been doing this for four decades now. And there is, you know, and it, it surprised me last night when I was just I thought, well, let me just see what am I going to do on the UK tour? And I, I want to give this this. So this is my squad, uh, as it were, you know, so I've got a, a squad full of, of what I think are decent players. And some of them have certain roles to play in defense and some in attack or, or whatever it might be. Um, there might be the odd goalkeeper in there. Um, and so there are some people that some guys that are going to make the team from the start. Um but it's very um, fluid, uh, especially on stage for me, you know, because once I'm into a crowd, once I'm halfway through a gig or whatever, instinct will think, you know, I really need to put that in or this is the, I need to sing this tonight or whatever it might be. You, you can sense, sense a mood. Um, well, what, what, I mean, what are they? I mean, that, that's that's a gift to sense a mood when you're on a stage to say, mm. oh, I'll shift what I was thinking about at the start. And this song, yeah. comes in now. what kind of things? Well, 
I suppose a lot of people just go, and I've, I've seen it many times on the, the set, you know, like I've done, you know, many, many support tours of big, big stars. And sometimes because of the nature of the show, it's it's a real show. And, and there's lights here and that, that has to happen at that moment. And so the set list is really set in stone. But I'm the troubadour with the acoustic guitar and I'm the complete boss and I can move this thing any way I want. So I have, first of all, I've got the, the ability to do that because I've done it so many times. I, I'm not frightened. I, I, I don't need to stick to the patter every night. You know, there will be one or two things that stay the same, but each night will be a journey. And I, I suppose you're, you're just opening to, you're opening to the, I don't know, how is that song hitting these people? Uh, it, you know, am I getting, you know, a big reaction to some things or things less? And I, I can't quantify it for you in that sense, but um, suddenly I, I'll just think, you know what? That's the wrong song for this. As I'm going down a list, I'm thinking this that, that's not that's not going to work after this song. I need to go higher or lower, or take it down, whatever it might be, um, uh, all, all sorts of things like that. And, and yeah. I can't really you know explain that completely. But sometimes I do um, workshops not just for songwriting, but for stagecraft too, because, yeah. you know, I see a lot of people who, you know, write a, a nice song, but sometimes delivery, how to stay in, in, in control of the situation, how to free yourself up so you're not locked into um, the same thing every every night, because that gets, I, I just get bored. I play so many shows, you know, so I always see each night as a journey. I'm aware of the privilege of the moment in the sense that these people have given you a night of their lives. It, it might just be the only night they give you. Some have given me many nights of their lives. They've bought those tickets. They've got that babysitter and put the ticket on the fridge and look forward to the night. And, and I want to honor that in the, in the best way I possibly can by doing the best job for them. So sometimes, um, Steve, something might have happened uh, worldwide on that day. There's some big news about some event. Um, and I feel that it needs to be somehow addressed in, in the context of what I'm trying to do in, in create community and, and bring us to a point of, of uh, feeling like we're not alone. We're all in this together. So so there's all those little things going on. And then um, you learn the skills through the years of how to make those substitutes, bring other players on and, and, and say, this night's not for you, whatever it might be. I, I don't well, know if that makes any sense. That's the best way I can explain it. That's good. I mean, if we take that analogy then and you have a new album, I mean, I know it's uh, it's a year old now, but if you take 1960, therefore you have you have new players to bring on to the, the, the pitch. Um, how, did, how have those songs fitted into the, the squad over the last wee while? Yeah. Well, I, I obviously, you know, um, that's, that in the night, you know, people know that mostly that there's there's this new record, 1960, and I and I would declare that, you know, I'm going to be playing songs tonight off my uh, 23rd studio record, 1960, and explain that during um, lockdown, I've, I've always said, you know, if I could just get six months off the road, what a gift that would be. <laughs> well, you, be careful what you wish for, and 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 so 1960 came about because I had time to reflect. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm so busy doing it that I don't realize sometimes what I'm doing. And, and I, it suddenly dawned on me whilst I was in the States that this, it's 40 years. I released my first record in 1982 and it's, it's, it's 2003. That's 40 years. Um, and so, um, you know, 1960 really is a way um, of me uh, suddenly stopping and thinking, my goodness, so much has happened. Uh, there's so much here to try to make sense of, to understand. And the way that I do that is to, to is to write, you know, pick up one of these therapists here and 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 write songs about it. So, 
So the album really is uh, me, um, not just in a for the sake of nostalgia, but but for the sake of trying to suddenly have a moment where I can really sit down and think, who am I? Uh, why do I tick like I do? What are my regrets? Uh, what am What am I really proud of? All those sort of things, and and uh, also dealing with my father's demise into dementia and to the point that he doesn't know who we are now and still with us but not with us that was one of the big themes so i lay aside some of my political and social um concerns for a moment um to try and figure out who i was at the age of of 60 as it were so yeah and i mean obviously um within that year i'm 60 and uh, my dad's got dementia at that stage has passed away since yeah, and uh and he drove a renault and uh, you know I'm, I'm in the back of that renault too i'm thinking right? martin yeah. even knows the car <laughs> so, so so the 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 that's what i think is wonderful about music being objective uh, that you can write for me in your own subjectivity and i imagine that's um yeah. what many people are feeling about the songs um and uh I mean, shadow boxing. So many people in our own congregation are dealing with um, parents who have. Uh, that's the age of, of your sixteen. Many people have parents who are uh, are going through that. So it was a, a cathartic album for all of us. Uh, probably would kind of have to challenge you about. Um, I know that you didn't take the political on, but I, I mean, a song like "There Is a Field" is powerfully um, social. If we can get past the individual part of it. Um, and I know that's a Rumi quote, and, and and I was getting all of that year with um, Colin McCann's The Paragon, um, and when John Hume passed away, they talked about that as a line that he had in Northern Ireland peacemaking. So what, did you get it purely in that bookcase behind you from Rumi, or did, did it come through some other uh, via somebody else? It did come through another source. It came from uh, another poet called Martin Rowe, who, uh, you know, I know that you know. Uh, And Martin and I, um, again, through because of lockdown, uh, you know, he just sent me a few poems and and ideas for songs. And and uh, and he had this. uh, There is a field. Um, We also did another one called The the Light. this light is ours, and I already had a chorus, and he had some verse, so that was interesting. But but he sent me this as a field, and I just thought it was an absolutely beautiful um, statement of 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 a place that we are yet to find to be a, a hopeful song. Um, of somewhere a bigger picture, all, all of those things, and. I knew as soon as I read that lyric that if I presented that in a form to people that was palatable, that it would be an important song. Mm-hmm. And um, interesting were you saying, you know, that that that, that attracted you to it, and and that I didn't know John Human used used that in the in the in the peace process in in Northern Ireland or anything like that. So there is something in this statement of "There is a field, I will meet you there," that is that brings a sense into our, the chaos of our lives of the bigger picture of of a place where it will be there that it might be possible for reunification for 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 uh, some in some way that is beyond us to know that somehow this is not all there is and and i i'm all for that 
Uh, you're all for that. I mean, if I take that, you, you introduce many songs by saying, um, uh, you know, I'm here to make you miserable. And, <laughs> and you're, you're not short at times of making us miserable. But I would suggest um, the, the overall um, feel of a Martin Joseph concert is of hopefulness out of the reality of the world that we're in. Um, so that song certainly on 1960 speaks very highly of, uh, speaks very clearly about that. And the last song, uh, the light is it. The light is all we all. The light, the, the light is ours. Yeah. The light yeah. is ours. Light that is ours. to me speaks about another thread that comes through your work, which is that sense of humanity and the preciousness of humanity, every human being. Um, and uh, so that's another Martin lyric you're you're saying um yeah that one is yeah yeah, yeah. that one and we did another one too a, a song called every little sign I, I did three songs with martin on this and one with um simon mayo um so uh uh it was a, a collaborative record in that sense um, and you, well. you, seem, you seem to do that collaboration thing and it's almost like um i'm not imagining martin and you or simon and you in a room together i'm imagining it coming by email uh, it's a sort of you have you've always had that ability to do the uh the bernie top and elton john type thing is, does yeah. that come easily to you or is well, the lyric important to that I, I i don't find the thought of co-writing that easy what i find much easier is when if if people send me something and you know it can hang around in here for a long time before i you know just come stumble on it and think yeah yeah and and um uh and and but because i was in this you know like us all in the situation i couldn't go anywhere I suppose uh, there was there weren't so many distractions. So when this stuff came, I just jumped on it immediately. And um, um, and as I looked at the context of the material I had, I felt that um, it was relevant to 1960 to the to the album because there is a there is a weight to to the songs like Shadow Boxing, uh, you know, as, as you say, and and um, uh, just you know the the reflection, the melancholy of it, as it were. Um, I have felt so much was my attempt to write my whole life story in one song, um, having set myself the task of trying to remember the earliest thing I could remember. And, and you know, you kindly said that that related to you and the, the Renault five years old with my sister on the back seat lying there, no seatbelts, how the hell we didn't die. I have no idea. Yeah. But, but, but this was one of my earliest memories that seeing my dad with his elbow outside the window, driving us down to, some crazy campsite in the middle of the Europe somewhere that took five weeks to get there, two weeks to put the tent to and then we'd come back, you know, and my mum's big 1960 hair and all that, all that sort of stuff. So I wrote the first verse and I thought, well, let's just take it to, um, to the end and let's bring it up to date. And so um, as a, as a, I needed a, a counterpoint to some of that melancholy. And I think um, there is a field is the perfect response to shadow boxing uh and um and the light is ours is my way of bringing it all together and 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 you know that that that's at the end of the night i want people to leave my shows feeling like they're part of something bigger than themselves and that we're all in this together and despite the headlines uh you know i'm sure i'm you know i'm in those shows i'm trying to give myself hope too because i feel as, as sometimes as despairing as everybody else and so it's just a question of how how are we, how are we going to move forward from this space this moment and so that's, I think, the job of art in its highest onchalance is to is to do that, to elevate us, to remind us of the bigger picture and that we're not alone and all of that stuff. And so um, I think those those were two quite key songs from Martin, really, in helping me to, you know, show the, the other the other picture. Yeah. 
it, it also shows um, the negative side of uh, a reviewer reviewing the album without the sleeve notes because I'm waiting for the vinyl that I, I wasn't even aware that uh, that, that Martin had, had written those. Right. Uh, so I, we, the reviewers need to work that one out themselves. So you're coming to Belfast um, end of November. Uh, you have 84 players in the squad who knows <laughs> by the end of november there'll be a um, few more you know, by then I probably there might be a couple more yeah. by then yeah. um uh when you're going through the uk um mm. are there are there any places where you say well um there's the first names of the team sheet and then because we're in cardiff or because we're mm. in london or because we're in belfast then these are players that haven't played for a while that'll bring off uh, do you think that Absolutely, that's how. I mean, you know, when I'll play, I'll play Cardiff. We're, we're, that ends the show at St David's Hall in Cardiff, and um, that's like the big homecoming gig. And uh, you know, there are certain songs like Dick Pender in Cardiff Bay, probably Proud Valley Boy about Paul Robeson, um, Nye for sure. You know, but Nye I play most nights at the moment, um, as it were. But um, but uh, you know, there are songs that um, that that fit a geographical location. Um, I'm always asked if I'll play a ballad for the children of Ireland when I play uh, Belfast. Um, and uh, sometimes I'll do a snippet of it or something. I actually uh, did that, the, the, the song as I, uh, I did a 60th birthday concert from this studio and we put it out as a CD now. And, um, and I did Ballad for the Children on that and, and explained its con the, the context because when I first came to Northern Ireland, very, very early on in my career, um, about 1984, I suppose, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the uh, the troubles uh, in your beautiful land were raging, and um, it had a profound impact on me to see some of the um, some of the way that was 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 fed into the community, and and the lack of uh, hope, and some of the desperation of of the youth there, etc. And and that really shook me up. Um, I just hadn't you know hadn't sat in those pla places before. Was it almost one of your first issue songs? I mean, it was so early. It was. It was basically the first song I wrote. I I, I know that I um, I one of the things that really changed me was going to um, a third world country with uh, the organization Tear Fund, but that wasn't until about eighty seven. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, yeah, I would say the Ballad of Children Island was the first social based song that I, I wrote um, and um, and it means a lot to me because of that you know and I've always loved dearly loved coming across to uh, to Ireland uh, Northern Ireland um, I've played you know uh, a lot of shows there opening for big stars but you know I've played there many many times and I've always had such a lovely connection with the folk there interestingly enough when we released um, the second single um on Sony Music, when I was signed to Sony in the, in the uh, early 90s, it was Please Sir, and this was a song about a redundant minor. And the most places that that single sold was in Belfast. That They, they bought more copies of that, that single than any other town in, in the land, including Cardiff. So, um, you know, wow. that kind of shows some of the connection that I've always felt and always had. And uh, so, um, yeah, love uh, love love that place and, and looking forward to being there i even remember one evening you were in our house waiting to do a gig and chaplain saying you uh you were able to uh take in the oil man for me and sign for an oil delivery that, <laughs> that there you, you go <laughs> whatever i can do to help <laughs> um martin we're, 
we're very excited to see you again in Fitzroy come the end of November and we hope that the tour goes well before that and we will all be looking very carefully during this tour as to who were the first team names on the team sheet I think <laughs> Nye has Nye has become uh, the midfield uh, Kevin De Bruyne there but we'll be interested to see who you bring in and off the bench in the different locations thank you so much for your time and, uh, we are so you, excited to, so excited to see you in November me too I can't wait to get over there thank you Johnny reaches for his coat It's a Saturday Makes his way through the rain To the snooker hall Gets on a table But he quickly loses all His mother gave him for the afternoon Takes the long way home now Just to kill some time Past the writing on the wall that divides his town By the wall that's raging But he don't understand it And he don't think that he ever will mm -hmm. When the children have no hope There is no hope at all When the children only cannot smile There's only tears when the children have no hope Just the alcohol and dope When the children have no hope What have we done? You've been listening to the Soul Surmise Podcast with Steve Stockland. The series is produced in Hollywood by Peter Greer 